Hello there, my name is Heritage and you're welcome to this season of Poetry of Dust, where we teach the word of God through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Join us in season two while we pursue communion, healing and transformation. Doxa Ice Doxa. What does consecration mean to you? What does it mean, really, to give your life away? To dedicate yourself to a special purpose, no going back. In the Bible, we have countless examples of men and women who were set apart by God for special purposes. We have prophets, priests, kings, warriors, apostles, you name it. But for them to become who God would have them be, for the fire and power of God to come upon them, they had to be consecrated. For a person like Samson, there were tailor-made guidelines that he was supposed to live by. He was not to touch any dead bodies, taste any wine, or cut his hair. He just about flouted every single rule except for the last one. And even that he compromised on because of his flesh. We all remember Delilah, right? (laughs) There was also John the Baptist, who set apart himself for God. The spirit of Elijah so strong upon him that he wore camel skin and ate wild locusts and honey. Why? Because he understood that consecration was pivotal to his assignment. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 gives a clear depiction on our identity and mandate as God's people. It says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible calls us chosen, a new race born of water, spirit, and blood, and of that race baptized into royalty, the royalty that communes with the father of all spirits. And because of how important that is, the next part of our identity is a consecrated nation. It is only in the place of consecration that we can then proceed to proclaim the excellencies of God in our words, our deeds, our lives as a whole. But really, what is consecration? The same chapter goes on to further explain it in this way, in verses 10 to 11. The word of God describes us as aliens and strangers in this world. Although we are in it, we are not of it. Hence, we are governed by a kingdom whose rules are centered on righteousness, peace, and joy. Those rules then dictate that we abstain from the central urges that wage war against the soul. Like the Apostle Paul said, we must walk in the spirit. Only then will we not gratify the desires of the flesh. No wonder it says in Romans 12 that we should not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds. We must understand, oh, how important it is that we understand that this life we live is no longer ours. The moment Christ died for us on that cross, so did we. The moment he rose, so did we. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me 
and gave himself up for me. Did you hear that? Because he lives in you, you cannot continue to govern your life by yourself. You cannot choose to do what you please. You cannot treat your body how you please because it is a temple that holds the very spirit of God. You cannot while away time the way you want. There are assignments. There are things to be done. See, the moment you were baptized, born into this new kingdom, this new reality, you became one with him. The only reasonable response to a love so great, to a sacrifice so priceless, is to present yourself as a living sacrifice. But that in itself is a paradox. Because how can something be living and still be a sacrifice? Every time the word sacrifice is mentioned, you think of one word, death. A lamb, a calf, a ram. Even people were sacrificed in the Old Testament. And even today, there are rituals that actually sacrifice human beings. A sacrifice always had to be alive for its death to matter. For its death to have any weight. It meant a life offered up for a greater purpose. It meant something important being exchanged for an even greater outcome. It meant a potential future being given up in exchange for a brighter one. It was a birthing ground for something glorious. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were either offered in atonement for sins or at festivals, in thanksgiving, for appeals for intervention or just for worship. Now, we no longer need to offer sacrifices for our sins to be forgiven because Jesus has paid the price once and for all time. So really, what is the need for a sacrifice today? Journey with me to John chapter 17. Jesus communing with God from verse 15 prayed some very eye-opening prayers. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. Just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them into the world. For their sake, I sanctify myself to do your will, so that they also may be sanctified in your truth. Jesus was sent to the world for us, sanctified and set apart that we might be made whole and holy. And not just that, that we ourselves might be sanctified and dedicated in God's truth. And that in itself produces another ripple effect. Jesus goes on to further say that for all those who had been set apart by the truth, there would be more that would believe in him through the word that came from them. The only way to go into the world and be effective believers is through sanctification. Do you hear that? Sanctification, consecration, a living sacrifice. This would always produce a ripple effect. Just as the perfect man, Jesus Christ, sanctified himself, sacrificed himself to do God's will so that we might be brought back to him, so also can your sacrifice bring about its own ripple effect. In verse 19, Jesus says, For their sake, I sanctify myself to do your will. Without knowing the will of God for our lives, without knowing who he wants us to become or his plan for mankind there will be no sense of urgency 
No selflessness, no desire to lay down all our desires and personal goals just for him. There's a you that heaven sees. There's a giant inside you, one that you were destined to become even before the world began. However, you cannot become without consecration. There are some depths that you will never be able to reach in God without consecration. You cannot become if you do not choose to lay down your life every single day in pursuit of God's purpose for you. Paul's secret was that he died daily. He poured out himself like a drink offering just so he could fulfill his call as an apostle. He knew that he was separated for a particular destiny and he worked out his salvation with fear and trembling. Beloved, God is calling us to higher. He's calling us to bigger and better. But we cannot achieve this without consecration. We want the fire of God to break out in our homes, in our lives, to empower us. Guess what? Fire cannot fall if the altar is empty. There must always be a sacrifice. It sounds scary. Maybe a bit overwhelming and daunting. It may even sound like a lot of pressure. But this is me rebuking every spirit that is not from God as you listen to this. Because Jesus himself said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. What that means is that if there is something he has given you to carry, there is no possible way that you can do it alone. God will not give you something if he has not empowered you to bear it. It is possible to live your life solely for one purpose. For every choice you make and interaction you have, to be directed at one main goal, one person, him. It is possible to be pure and holy, acceptable by the Spirit of God. It is possible for us to sacrifice our flesh daily and walk in the Spirit, living and breathing in God, doing all that he would have us do and doing it with ease. It's time to wade in deep waters. The wonders and glories of God await us. Are you ready to submit? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Let the word of God dwell richly within you as you listen to this week's playlist. We know that you'll be blessed. And also don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram at Poetry of Just Podcast and Twitter at Poetry of Just Pod. Thank you so much and see you next week.